the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is pre-recorded. Opinions expressed may not reflect those of Salem Media of Colorado or its sponsors. This is Life in Colorado, a radio news magazine about the issues, events, and the unique life we live in the Centennial State. Hello and welcome to Life in Colorado. I am your host, Luis Gonzalez, and with me this week is President and CEO of Earth Force, Vince Meldrum. Earth Force is actually an international nonprofit that engages youth as environmental problem solvers. Uh, Vince, thank you so much for being on the show with me this week. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having us. I'm, I'm super excited to have the chance to talk about what we do and to, to hear some of your questions. Absolutely. And I'm sure our audience will uh, love to hear more about your organization. So, Vince, why don't you start up by telling me more about yourself and how you came to Earth Force? Wow, that's a, an interesting question and long. It's actually it's my birthday this weekend, and so Happy uh, birthday. So my uh, yeah, thanks. I'm not going to give my age, but uh, <laughs> sure. Um, you know, I actually started on the the youth development and education side of work, and so my very first job out of college was to be a debate coach at a university. And one of the things that really meant a lot to me was to um, help young people who hadn't really found their voice, hadn't found a way to say what they really believed in, to give them that opportunity to do so. And so as I went through my career, that kind of became a defining uh, defining theme. I worked at um, a youth development organization, and then I went to work for a, a corporate foundation. And in each of those instances, I was finding ways for young people to to uh, stand up and say what was really in their hearts. And so when I found Earth Force, it was like the best thing that I ever saw because it combines that passion of mine with compassion about the environment and right. protecting the planet and just overall the passion for um, for making democracy function better. So Earth Force does all of those things. As you said at the top, you know, we're about getting young people involved in environmental decision making. And what that really means for us is taking kids that are like 10 to 14 years old, working with the adults that work with them and finding ways for them to identify environmental issues in their community that are really meaningful for them and identify the root causes of that and then helping them find their voices. They can go speak to our elected officials or our representatives or our regulatory officials and say, hey, this is what we would like to see in our community. So, you know, it's a mixture of democracy and environment and that youth voice piece. And, and that's kind of how I got here. I think it's just my overall excitement and desire to do that work that led me here, to be honest. That's great. Now, when I was a kid, learning about environmental issues was pretty much watching Captain Planet and a Planeteers on cable. And that's really how we learned that there were all these things that were happening that we have to be aware of. But the thing is, Vince, you're not dealing with slime monsters and you're not dealing with these uh, huge corporations, you know, dumping mountains of sludge into an ocean. Can you sort of provide an overview of Earth Force and, and its mission and goals? 
Absolutely. Would you mind if I if I told you a story, actually? Absolutely. Um, as a way to help people understand that. So so we work with um, teachers, for the, for the most part, uh, educators that work with kids. Sometimes they're informal, sometimes they're formal. Okay. So one of the groups of people that we're working with um, are a group of students in uh, Estes Park, Colorado. Mm. Um, and as they have looked at the environment around them, the thing that is the top of their mind that, that, that intersects with their life all the time is the increased wildfire risk mm. from uh, climate change and from drought and everything. And right. so they've really honed in on that. And so these young people created a club, an after-school club, and every year they're working on new ways to um, new ways to try and ensure that their community is safe from wildfires. And this right. year. Um, they not only in the past, they've worked on things like moving brush away from people's homes mm-hmm. or doing go packs in case there's a fire and you have to run or, you know, that kind of thing, working with the city to increase awareness. This year, they uh, became aware that there was a, a bill in the, the Colorado Senate that was looking at uh, creating a commission to oversee how the communities across the state deal with wildlife urban interfaces. Sure. So, so if you don't know, wildlife-urban interface is just what it sounds like, right? It's where the city meets up against um, meets up against wildlife or, right. or against the forest, um, and that is pretty common in Colorado. And so these kids uh, went down to Denver and uh, spoke with their uh, senator, made a presentation, talked about why they uh, think this piece of legislation is a good idea, and it's really just about helping cities and communities figure out how they want to manage that. Um, and and so they uh, actually advocated to the state senate about it. And so that's that's kind of typical of what our kids do. They're not aren't slime monsters, um, and they're not chasing corporate bad guys who are dumping tons of sludge into uh, water bodies, which for the most part, you know, we've gotten under control. Yes. But instead, they walk out the front door of their home, and they say, this is how I see the environment, and this is the environmental problem that is important to me. And so it can range anything from the wildfires that those kids were working on to some kids that are working on floods because tributaries haven't been properly cared for um, to even things like um, what do we do when a beaver blocks a stream and that stream then tends to flood when we get a high rain amount right. and how do we manage that? And so they, you know, we have a group of kids um, in St. Brain that are working on that issue and working actually with the Army Corps of Engineers, uh, Army Corps of Engineers to uh, update their policies. Mm-hmm. Um, on how they manage um, how they manage beavers and streams, and so it's really a, a wide variety of things. And I, I love the analogy though of the of Captain Planet. I actually know the people who still run the Captain Planet Foundation. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah, but the 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 thing that's I think different mm-hmm. for us is we want every kid to be Captain Planet. Right. Right. Yes. And we don't want them to swoop in with superpowers and. You know, and and uh, and just like make all the the hazardous waste go away. We think their superpower is their their role as a citizen. Exactly. And we want them to be sitting down with policymakers and saying, "Hey, this is what we think should happen." And in fact, you know, we hope everybody does that, and we hope everybody you know forms their own opinions and and brings us to the table and tries to solve problems. I'm speaking this week with Vince Meldrum, president and CEO of EarthForce. EarthForce is an international nonprofit that engages youth as environmental problem solvers. Now, we were talking about environmental education. So for me as a youth, I told you already, it was, it was Captain Planet. So when that show premiered, 
I was probably eight years old. I'm now 41. Now, how has environmental education changed and, and evolved and progressed uh, throughout all those years to now? That's a really good question. I kind of laugh because you're so much younger than me. Um, <laughs> when I was doing environmental education in the 70s, I had a, a class where we went cross-country skiing and studied trees and, and plants and stuff. It was fantastic, to be mm. honest. But, um, but environmental education has always had um, kind of a dual side to it. It has a, a nature experience and understanding nature side, but then it has a do something about the problems that you find side to it. Um, for a long time, though, the do something about the problems that you find has taken a backseat to the to the um, nature side, the understanding nature and experiencing nature piece. Right. And what's happening now with environmental education is there's a, an increasing awakening that um, not only should we be teaching young people how to, how to safeguard the environment through their own actions, like, right. you know, ride your bike more or, you know, you, you try, try to buy alternative energy sources or things like that, sure. but that we should be actually um, teaching young people how to be involved in the larger decision-making, the mm. policy frameworks and things that happen there. And so actually our organization, Earth Force, um, is uh, at kind of the front end of that. And we've created uh, something that we call environmental action civics, okay. which takes this idea of learning about the environment and melds it with this idea that we all should have a voice in how we manage the environment um, around us, particularly those people who live in communities that their voices have been traditionally marginalized, but perhaps they live closer to yes. um, some of the sources of pollution and stuff. We think those people in particular need to make sure that, you know, they have the, the skills and knowledge, the motivation to become involved in the policymaking in their area. So that's, I think, and I think that trend, no matter where you look at environmental education, I think you would see some of that, right? This increasing awareness that, that being environmentally literate is not just about understanding how the environment works, mm -hmm. but it's applying what you understand to solve problems in your community. So tell me, can you, uh, can you give examples of successful projects or initiatives that young people have undertaken through Earth, Earth Force? Yeah. Well, so we talked about the Estes Park kids. Um, those kids over the last five years have vastly increased awareness about forest fires. They're working on community resilience, which right. is a, a sidelight of environment, but vastly increased awareness about forest fires. They're actively involved in helping their city plan. I think that's a really um, great example of a place. There's a, a group of young people in uh, Sheridan, which is just south of Denver. Um, and I mentioned this slightly before. They had an ephemeral tributary, which is, which is a body of water that doesn't always have water in it. Okay. It comes and goes, which happens a lot in, in Denver. Um, but they found that that body of water with the, you know, with the more intense rainstorms, um, has started to overflow and it's ruining like their track and mm. it's making the city flood. Um, and so they're actually working with the Mile High floodplain district to remediate along that um, body of water so that it can hold the water as it flows. And they're also working with the city to build some erosion protection okay. um, upstream from that. And so I think that's a, a great project. Um, out here, and you mentioned that we're international, but out here, I live in uh, Virginia right now, and um, we had a group of young people who found mold in their classroom wow. and eventually got the state to change the, the indoor air quality standards for mm. the state of Virginia. 
um, so that they have to inspect all schools and do all this work to make sure that schools are safe from from black mold. And there's a group of kids in Denver, a few or not in Denver, in uh, an area just north of Denver a few years ago that worked with the city to change their uh, recycling policy so that um, when they do curbside pickup for recycling, it includes multifamily dwellings, which they weren't doing before. And so, and, and I could go on and on. I'm so proud of all the young people that come through the program that we work on and, and do stuff. But, but there's, there are, there are examples, large and small, of where when young people have entered in and tried to help solve a problem, they've had a really meaningful voice that can have an amazing impact on on what we're trying to do in the community. Exactly. That's great. So uh, in what ways does Earth Force advocate for the incorporation of environmental action civics into policy and funding priorities? Our advocacy is more along the lines of education, I will say. Um, and so we're constantly out there talking to people in school administrations, the people who fund this kind of work, government agencies that might work in environmental education, and helping them understand the added uh, educational benefits of young people doing authentic work in their community. And I think that once you see this, these young people and some of the things that they take away from it, it's hard for somebody to say, oh, that doesn't have a benefit because it's, it's incredibly, I mean, you went to school at 1.2, just like I did, right? And those things that you remember are the things that you were really involved in, right. right? That you really got yourself dug into. This is the same, right? If we want kids to understand science, we've got to find a way for science to be meaningful in their mm -hmm. life. And so, so what we're, we advocate for most of the time is for people to understand that and to become supportive of that, of that kind of work. Um, and so I wouldn't, I wouldn't call what we're doing right now advocacy as much as I would say, we're educating people um, about the value of this type of work. Now, is Earth Force involved in any sort of uh, any sort of mediums like uh, podcasts or uh, TV shows? Uh, uh, do you have a YouTube channel? We have an active YouTube channel. Um, our, I think the place where we put most of our content out is out on Instagram. Okay. Um, and so there are a bunch of stuff there that you can see us in kind of short snippets. And then we just had uh, what we call Environmental Action Civics Week two weeks ago, mm -hmm. and we produced um, nine hour-long events. Um, they're like young people talking about their experience, young people talking about how they're making communities more climate resilient, um, young people talking about how they're protecting water. We have one that is a, a group of funders from across the country to talk about why they invest in this work. And all of that stuff is available on our um, Facebook page, which is the facebook.com uh, backslash earthforce. I'm speaking with Vince Melvrum, president and CEO of Earthforce. Earthforce is an international nonprofit that engages youth as environmental problem solvers. So how does Earthforce measure the impact and effectiveness of its programs? You know, that's a really good question and something that is typically hard for um, for nonprofits to do, but we have worked really hard to try and figure that out. So we do um, two things. The first is that we have a a 20-year relationship with um, with a university, Brandeis University Center for Youth and Communities, um, and they have conducted evaluations of our students and educators that have participated 
um, in the program almost every year for 20 years. Okay. So there have been some gaps in those years. And they so they survey the kids. They do pre and post tests with the educators. Um, what we find is that uh, young people, uh, two big things come out from it. One is that they uh, increase what we call self-efficacy, which is their belief that they can be an active and productive citizen. Right. Um, and they um, increase their willingness, their desire to be involved in future environmental decision making. And so there's, a, there's just a bunch of research out there that says that our civic habits are formed when we're about 10 to 14 years old. And if we can get young people meaningful civic um, experiences during that time, that they're substantially more likely to be civically engaged for the rest of their life. And so that's why we're looking um, why we're looking at civic efficacy and their attitude toward um, being involved. Educators, on the other hand, we're asking them, you know, how does this impact your teaching? Mm-hmm. And what we find overwhelmingly, you know, 70, 80 percent of the educators every year say, you know, it, this has allowed me to do kind of a, a bring a real project into the classroom. It's increased my commitment to um, having authentic lessons, you know, that kids can do rather than just, you know, kind of made up projects, but having projects that are really authentic and meaningful to their lives. Right. Um, and that it's made education made their classroom time more um, enjoyable. It's great, right? That they like doing this. It's it's one of those weird things, you know, where it is harder to do, but when you do it, it's more fun, right? Um, than teaching in the other way. So it's got a weird, you know, it's kind of a double double edged coin, as it were, double sided coin. Hmm. So, what steps does Earthforce take to gather feedback from partners and? educators to improve the quality of its work? Well, it's interesting that you asked that. We we have kind of a running joke inside the organization that uh, nothing ever stays the same very long at EarthForce. Okay. And, uh, part of the reason is that we're constantly asking people how we can do something better, right? Sure. And so every year at the end of the school year, in the May and June time, we take a look at our entire package of materials that we have available and we're constantly tweaking that based on feedback from our over 70 organizational partners around the country right. and the 700 educators that use our materials. And so we're, we ask people um, pretty regularly, you know, what did this work? How did this not work? What can we do better here? Mm-hmm. Um, and we take all that feedback and combine it together. And each year we, we tweak everything that we have, you know, just a little bit. I'm happy to say that, by and large, what we do is very effective and okay. it works quite well. But um, even with that said, there's always room that, you know, places where we can improve and, and we continue to strive to make that that true. So it's all kind of a, an iterative process. We're always striving to improve. So for anyone out there who's listening and saying, oh, wow, well, I feel like this man is doing some fantastic work. I'd like to get involved. How can they get involved? Well, hopefully everybody thinks we're doing some fantastic work. That would be super exciting. Sure. Um, There are three ways you can get involved. If you are an educator and um, are interested in in being trained to do this, we're actually hosting an educator training this summer um, that's open to all teachers in Colorado. Um, the application date is, is June 30th, so we need to get your application before then. Okay. And the way to find out about it is go to earthforce.org backslash educators. 
Um, and there will be all the info there that you need in order to get the, the training for that. Mm-hmm. If you're not an educator and you're a volunteer um, and you just think this would be something that um, you would like to be involved in and would like to find a way to, uh, to engage with us, the easiest way to do that is to send us an email at earthforce at earthforce.org. Hopefully that made sense. That sure. email address is literally earthforce at earthforce.org. Uh, so that's the best way to do that. And if some of the folks out there are listening and are inspired um, and want to make an investment in Earthforce, which we would love as well, please visit our website where you can uh, make a donation. That is www.earthforce.org backslash donate. And we uh, we are happy to facilitate those um, that kind of support. And really, you know, when someone makes a donation to us, it's not really going to me or anybody like that. The right. difference that it makes is it helps young people find their voice, right? Not my voice, mm-hmm. not your voice, but you have a very nice one. Okay, um, thank you. But um, but their own voice, right? What do they really care about? And what's meaningful for them? Right. And I think it's in today's society where we're all questioning democracy and the role of a citizen and feels like there's constantly a challenge that's in front of us. I think learning that you have a role in democracy, that you can make a difference in issues that are important to you, like the environment, uh, is one of the most important things that we can do. It's certainly important for a young person to realize that they have a voice and that they should use it. it. I mean, I think it's really challenging right now. I'm sure you do, too, that you know, often young people come out of school and they, you know, they don't think the system works right. or, you know, they don't think they have any chance to change it or they can't see the value in being involved. And that's because there's so much, so much acrimony and clutter that happens at a certain level of our government. Mm-hmm. Most of that is at the federal or national level. Sure. But when you dig in, you know, to what's happening in Lakewood or Sheridan or Aurora, right, and you meet the people who are really responsible for managing you know, water and issues like that, you'll find that those people really want to hear from you. They want you to be involved in the system. Um, And they're making meaningful, important decisions that your input input can make better, right? And they're waiting for that. And I I think that's just the reality. I think we rebuild the trust in our system Mm -hmm. um, from the ground up by starting and talking to the people that we've we've elected that are closest to us. So tell me, what are... The long-term goals and aspirations of EarthForce. Yeah, this is this is where when my staff listens to this radio show, they're gonna they're gonna say, "Don't say it out loud." Huh. Um, but we have set upon ourselves a goal to grow by tenfold. Um, it's on our website. You can see it's a strategic plan called Tenfold. We okay. for a long time had been working with about fifteen thousand kids across the country, right? Um, and we decided two years ago that we wanted to grow that to 150,000 um, young people. Mm. The reason being um, is that we think this experience um, of being a citizen involved in environmental decisions is more important now than it ever has been in right. our country. We think, you know, with climate change, with the challenges to democracy and everything else, it's just never been more important. And so we committed ourselves to, to making sure more and more young people um, have that experience. And so over the next three years, um, we're slated to grow to 100, 150,000. I am happy to say we started at 15,000 two years ago. Mm-hmm. We're going to be at 40,000 this year. So Amazing. we've grown quite a bit. Um, so we've grown, we've, we've more than doubled. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but we still have that. We still need to grow three times from what we are right now. Um, and we're doing that by working with, you know, people that are working in organizations across the country that are already engaging kids in social justice issues right. or environmental issues. We're helping them adapt and take on this, this idea of environmental action civics um, and really to, to push forward the idea that we all need to have a voice um, in environmental decision making. Absolutely. So uh, we're coming up on time here. So why don't you go ahead and uh, give out the information as to how individuals and uh, communities can get involved and support Earth Force's efforts to promote environmental citizenship. Excellent. So as I said just a few moments ago, if you are interested um, in making a donation to Earth Force, it's www.earthforce.org backslash donate. You can always just go to our website, um, www.earthforce.org, and you'll see some um, amazing stories and videos and stuff of uh, the stuff that young people have done. It's really fantastic and will be inspiring for you. If you're an educator and want to join us, again, it's um, www.earthforce.org or yeah, .earthforce.org backslash educators. Um, and that will take you to a whole series of resources that we have, but it will also give you the opportunity to sign up to be uh, participate in our professional development program. And you have to sign up by June 30th mm-hmm. um, to participate in that. So, so go ahead. And then if there are any other questions, just email us at earthforce at earthforce.org. And we will um, get back to you as, as quickly as is possible. So if you want to volunteer or you just want more information or something on the website that you have a question about, that's the way to get to it. And then the final thing I would say is, you know, if you, if you have five, ten minutes and you're into Instagram or uh, Facebook, visit us there. And uh, Instagram is just Instagram.com backslash Earthforce. And Facebook is Facebook.com backslash Earthforce. Um, and we're right there. And you'll see videos and our commentary and um, and all kinds of stuff. Even a picture of me if you're curious. Oh, fantastic. Well, I think that about covers everything. I want to thank uh, Vince Meldrum, President and CEO of Earth Force for uh, explaining what exactly his organization does and all the good work that they do. So uh, thank you again for taking the time to speak to me and for being a part of life in Colorado. If you have questions or comments about today's program, please call 303-750-5687 or email us at lifeincolorado at salemdenver.com. Life in Colorado is a public affairs presentation of Salem Media of Colorado. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.